And that, of course, is Gordano in Alien. It really is, isn't it? We <laughs> are listeners. Welcome along to the podcast. I'm an alien. I'm a legal alien. Uh. Oh, Gordano to you as well. <laughs> There we are. Alien sting pop music there. Yes. And there'll be more of that in the forthcoming podcast. <laughs> I reckon. Sorry, not in service. 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 Bang, bang, sorry, not in service. Sorry, not in service. If you can find them, listeners, uh, then uh, maybe you could call. Sorry, well, you've already kind of found us, haven't you? Because you've tuned into 10 Radio on this Friday night. And, and in 2013, two morons were sent to a radio station for crimes they were about to commit. William, that was superb ad-libbing there. Really superb. Simon, it was a delight to provide you with it and name-check you. (laughs) Well, aren't we all getting along very well this evening, listeners? Getting along famously on the radio. (laughs) Well, e.g. And, uh, ladies and gentlemen, we hope... Oh, I'm eroticised. We hope that you remain in an erotic state for the next two hours. So, uh, good luck one and all in your endeavours. clicks and we're shut up so ladies and gentlemen I believe it's time that we have a formatting point of the show and the Freddie Mercury stylings of young William Lee there well don't draw on me. Now, listeners, this is the formatting point of the show where we we tell you what we've been doing for the past fortnight. Kind of an anecdote, if you will. It now, is. Um, it is important to point out that we have this formatting point of the show so that at the start of the show, we have a format to build it around. Certainly, sir. Certainly. And then everything else will just fall into place naturally. Now, um, William, I think, uh, I, think, uh, I think we should decide who's going first with their anecdote. Now, now how are we going to tell this time? Um, I've got an idea. Yeah. Who's recently been masticating? a mini egg oh 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 that would be you um, wouldn't it will cream egg cream egg mini cream egg cream egg uh so william i think it's you going first i'm going first well listeners brave listeners dear listeners as well as cowardly and hated listeners you're all invited to this particular formatting point of the show anecdote i've been ill um again this kind this, this comes up quite frequently in the shows generally around winter sure. um I've been ill, and as we as we know, and as long-term listeners will know, and as long-term people who've known me will know, I do tend to get bewildered by it. Yes. Feverish and confused. Not really certain what's going on. But I am a stout fellow. Um, the mini cream eggs will attest to <laughs> the main course. Um, and, the uh, main I course. Thought, <laughs> the main course, yes. <laughs> Fine. Yeah. Beef for starters, mini cream eggs, main course, water for pudding. It's on fire. It's classy. Continental. Um, 
So, I, as a stout fellow, I thought I'd probably best carry on going to work. Yeah. I'd best work through this. I'd best work through this. And I've been working outdoors. And one of the things I had to do, Simon, yeah. was um, after some high winds recently, of course, um, a few fences damaged, a few fences damaged. And this is exactly the kind of thing I can lend myself to rather well. I get to smash up some concrete. I get to remove a fence post. Lovely, lovely, lovely. Now, on this occasion, though, Simon, yep. the, the little old lady, two feet tall... <laughs> Old as the hills. I know her. Mm, you know her. Yes, sir. <laughs> that one. Yes, sir. I used to date her. Scurrying up the curtains, crouching on top of a pelmet, eating Twix. That's what attracted me to her in the first place. <laughs> I like her attitude towards curtains. Carla's got a lot to live up to. Carry on. <laughs> but she has got potential. Move on with you. Go on. <laughs> Carry on with your story. Um... She, for reasons that I didn't get into, possibly curtain attitude, um, had an issue with her neighbour. Mm. And this is the neighbour, right, who the other side of the fence was where the neighbour lives in the way that neighbours work, right? Yeah, okay. But a little old lady, she had got on me for to do the post of this fence what broken in a high wind. Fine. But critically, I had to make sure I couldn't really interact with the neighbours because they caused trouble. Um, sorry, sorry, whoa, whoa, come back here a second. So you're fixing. Hello. Hello. So, <laughs> welcome back. So uh, you're fixing the fence panel in the garden, which it joins onto the next door neighbour's garden, and the next door neighbours are trouble. You say they are trouble, and okay. I cannot interact with them. Okay. Okay. Um, so I remove the post, which needs replacing, and discover that the next door neighbours, convenient people that they are, this possibly is one of the reasons why they are trouble. Certainly have strong lights all across the panels. So. Very delicate lights, all holding these massive fence panels in place. Oh, good fun. I cannot make contact with you. And when I removed the post, I spotted the wires, and I thought, well, I'm probably going to have to um, tread carefully around here. I ought to see how they, they work. And so I stood on a pot plant. Um, not a, a plant pot. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I trampled in, in a begonia. A <laughs> I tram trampled all over a garden. <laughs> Trying to work out how lights work. Yeah, And uh, then... Poked my head over the top of the fence and uh, looked at these lights and went, oh, okay, I, I, I can probably look around, work around that. And then looked up and uh, there was a slightly furious uh, looking woman, I would guess, in her early 30s, wearing a dressing gown, eating cereal, um, <laughs> looking out of her window. <laughs> yeah. Just, just staring at me. <laughs> and I went, oh! <laughs> that was more or less an exact replication of the noise. Oh! oh. <laughs> and then just hid. Hid. Just hid. I just dropped down from like because I'm now there's a fence panel in between us. She can't see me. It's fine. She'll think it was a mirage. Yeah, precisely. And someone stolen our fence post. <laughs> I knew I shouldn't have trusted that tiny old woman. Um. Right. <laughs> so, now the reason that this was preceded with I've been ill. <laughs> Yeah. It was because as the day wore on and I was desperately struggling away at this rather complicated and delicate situation, yeah. both people and strung lights, Sure, um, I started muttering to myself. Oh dear. Because I wasn't really paying attention and I was just there like scrabbling away at the ground trying to make enough space for the new fence post and I'd made some errors as far as purchasing things and I'd, it was all getting bewildering and I was there crouched on the floor going, you idiot, you haven't got any of this right, you can't, you, can't, you can't do this, you can't keep doing this, you know, you're no good. You're no good, you idiot. You just, oh. just shut up, what are you doing? <laughs> so anyway, the song on my iPod finished and I suddenly realised that just the other side, this furious woman was busy taking the washing off the line, <laughs> not four feet from me. <laughs> and I realised from her perspective, what there is, is there's a small hole in her garden into which a hand occasionally just reaches and claws out some more dust and bits of old fence posts. 
Christ. Oh. <laughs> you idiot. What are you doing? <laughs> My word, William Lee. That is a tour de France of an anecdote. Thanks. I could picture it. Yeah, wow. yeah, just there, scrabbling away. You moron. I mean, you're not even going to get this right. You're never going to be able to do this forever. It's not going to work out. Simon, it, in much the similar way as the way that at the end of every Curb episode, it all works out. Do you know what happened, Simon? You set fire to the fence panels? No, I just started feeling a lot better as the day wore on. I drank enough coffee to get over it. And just as I popped the post in, I had to hammer it down. Stood once more on a plant pot. Yes. Right way around this time. <laughs> Looked over the fence. She was still in her house, staring at me, this <laughs> next door neighbour. And I just nodded happily, and then hammered the post into place <laughs> with a big mallet. God, what an incredible tale! What an incredible set of circumstances. Yeah, made possible only by you. Yeah, it's yeah. a bit like the incredible journey, isn't it? Certainly, it is, sir. Um, William, um, you are available to be booked as a hired hands. Yes. Yeah, as a hired hands. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, how would people get in contact with you for your services? Uh, sorry, not in service at yahoo.co.uk. Yeah. Wow. Music. Music. And, um, <laughs> followed by William, the second magic stroke. Um, which is uh, from uh, yours truly, uh, Simon Lee. Hello. Hi. Uh, now, listeners, uh, I, being as I am, a man. With, oh, uh, yeah, I wonder what they were. Well, that's right, sir. Well, on that subject, uh, very much so. Um, you know, they are my calling card. Um, <laughs> that's a man. Now, Simon. Yes. Critically, yes. isn't a calling card the thing that you leave behind when you didn't actually meet the person that you were yeah. supposed to, whose house yeah. you were attending? Yeah, you know, you know how sharks' teeth work and they just sort of fall out, and then there's another. Oh, I see, and another yeah, row another, keeps coming. Yeah, 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 yeah. Another row? Yeah, <laughs> oh, it's, it's, a, it's a mess down there, really. From anyway, the point is. Right, okay. The point is, I'm 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 in a situation where I'm at home. Uh, not right now. This is an anecdote uh, from the past, and uh, I'm um, I'm popping on, popping on some boxer shorts of a weekend uh, in the morning, and uh, and Carla notices that there's a, a whopping great hole in them. And they're sort of oh. frayed, and uh, you know, but seen better days. But, uh, but certainly not but, one of the classic holes. No, 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 an extra hole, oh. and uh, and so I'm I'm sort of remonstrating with her going well they're my favourites I like them they're very comfortable it's the usual usual conversation yeah the usual the usual she conversation she says you know you need to throw them away I'm saying no 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 no, 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 no. I'm getting a divorce uh, so <laughs> Carla uh, takes uh, matters into her own hands and proceeds to well, uh, uh, put her finger inside the uh, the fabric gap and rip the boxer shorts so she what? sort of ripped re them re rendering them unusable certainly so well almost they, they remained in place um, so, so I've got bits of fabric box shorts sort of dangling down my legs. Right. And then she rips the other side. What? Yes. And then she rips it all the way round. Anyway, right. the long and the short of it is, listeners, is that I found myself in a situation where I was on top of the stairs, um, Carla having ripped my underwear to shreds, and I was essentially wearing tatty posing pouch. Nice. Yes. No, it's a great look. Um, Carla then, uh, with great hilarity, uh, grabs her phone and takes a photograph of me. Fun times. Really fun times. Okay, fun okay. times. So no, that's, that's, that's stage one. This, yeah, this feels like this is going to go in a difficult direction. Mm, mm. <laughs> <laughs> now, um, it was, I was in work on Wednesday, 
and uh, I was talking to a supplier. We had an issue with, with some uh, dairy chemicals that we use on the farm. And I'd taken a photograph of the chemicals that we'd uh, bought to, to show that they were, they were the wrong things. Supplier's in the office. I'm picking up my phone. I had oh, to reach for this photograph of the uh, chemicals that are wrong. Now, um, Apple iPhone users will uh, know that there's such a thing called photo stream. Well, if you take a photograph, uh, it will appear on your photo stream. And if any other users with uh, your Apple ID, uh, brackets wives and girlfriends, etc., if mm. they take any photographs, it will also appear on the photo stream. Right. So I'm leafing through my photographs, looking for the photograph of the uh, chemicals in question to show the supplier. And? And what happens is, uh, funnily enough, listeners, would you Adam and Eve it? Uh, it lands very much on the photograph that I'm looking to show Will right now. Uh, uh, there we go, Will. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> there we are. Right. Um, uh, for the listeners at home, I don't know if you're familiar with the um, profession gigolo. <laughs> <laughs> Just uh, just moving your career on. Something that happened to me earlier. Did you, like... I've got a hefty did you, discount did, off did, the next bulk order. I was going to say, yeah. Of chems. Did you, like, follow it up with any kind... Did you realise at the time? Well, yeah, of course. But, like, it, I mean, I just sort of sort of went to it. I, I, I found the, this photograph on my phone. I was looking for something <laughs> else. And I sort of went, ooh! And I, I, it took every part of my being not to say how did that get in there <laughs> yeah. before moving on to the actual photograph I don't think he saw I don't know if he saw it's it's up in the air I know theoretically we don't have winners in anecdotes Simon mm -hmm. but this time round I think you probably could have won yeah. by looking to the supplier and saying I'm looking for more of this <laughs> <laughs> this is the more the sort of thing I'm after <laughs> Fractions of the week that were rain 40 years ago will be cloudy in Doggerland. Sugar will replace rain next Friday in Derby in a move that will delight wannabe diabetics. Due to a shift in funding, all of Dartmoor's weather will be replaced with expressionist dancing for the foreseeable future. Residents of Inverness will get more than their fair share of wind next week. As such, any excess wind will be put in a box and posted to a breezeless Andover. Drafty conditions are expected for a shack on Guernsey, leading to arguments about home improvements. The snow will settle in Oswestry on Tuesday. It will buy a house, get a job and raise its children there. A sharp frost will ice up apparently just one car on the whole of the A358, causing questions about where he's from. Horizontal lightning will strike at ankle level in Leicester on Monday, getting everybody's back up. 
and westerly winds will meet easterly winds on Monday morning across the southeast and do that little shimmy dance where you're not sure which way the other one's going to go to get around you and it will be awkward. A particularly witty blanket of sleet will fall on Cheltenham on Wednesday to the great delight of residents. Thursday sunshine will see it join the city's effluent below ground. So in conclusion, the end finalement go away. towards the end, didn't it? Yeah, it was loud pop music, that was. Yeah, well, it, not at the start, it was quite calm. Yeah. Got louder and louder and louder and then just kind of fizzled out. I uh, found that on the shelf marked uh, variable volume levels uh, of my CD collection. And I pulled it down and played it on the radio. There's a little story there, listeners, for free. Um, <laughs> it's, always, it's always nice to get things for free, isn't it, Simon? Yeah. Okay, I'm going to have to ask, is it, do you actually have a shelf marked variable volume? No. Okay. Seems plausible, you've <laughs> You've collated your music via very strange methods before. Mm. Yeah, you used to have it collated by colour. I did. I, that was my, my favourite. Now, there's several reasons why that was my favourite. A, it looked terrific. It sort of went by the... Um, oh, God, what was it called? Well, the, the spectrum. The colour spectrum. That's yeah. how it was, that's how it was, it was worked out um, on my bookshelf. Um, and, um, no, it looked terrific. But also, there was the joy of looking for something and either... I know what the side of that, the spine of that CD case looks like. I can find it easily, and that was like a bit of a triumph. Yeah. Um, but also the searching and searching for something if you didn't know what the spine colour was, and then finding something else. It was a wonderful system. That is pretty good, though. It was great. <laughs> I, uh, Carla hated it, because she could never find anything. Yeah, she but, didn't take the time to learn what all of the colours of the spines of the CDs was. She didn't do the basic research. Exactly. It must be so. I think you, you had got rid of that by the time you guys got married, though. Yeah. Which does suggest that in some ways it was actually, you know, destroying your relationship. Yeah. As a thing, as an yeah. artefact in your life. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. And so the, speaking of, actually, well, speaking of things that uh, uh, are destroying my marriage, um, yeah. uh, well, Carla and I have been watching um, the, uh, the hit TV show, Jonathan Creek, I, uh, oh with his uh, super sleuthing uh, adventures. doing that? No, it's on the Netflix. Uh, oh, and yeah, um, so we we've been really enjoying watching the Jonathan Creeks. Um, she's seen quite a few of them before. I, I, I didn't watch them the first time around. Um, and Carla's, um, she hasn't quite got the hang of the spoiler. I think she's aware that it exists, but I think she's sort of got it slightly mangled in her mind. Um, because more than once, she said in the opening few scenes, oh, he's the one that's going to get murdered. At which point I what? go, no, Carla, no. Uh, to which her response is, well, it's all right, you're going to see it in a minute anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really. So, no, you're going to see it in a minute anyway. Amazing. What's the problem? That's, that, that's, that's properly incredible. Mm. Um, <laughs> yeah, there we are. Drunk wow. Greek tales. Williams found the pitch control, ladies and gentlemen, with disastrous consequences. It was great fun. It sounds right, but it sounds wonky. 
you're an absolute disgrace hole. He was like he was like a kid who's just opened up his Christmas present. Just to paint you a picture there, listen, and I must apologise for the sort of wonkiness of that lovely song. Is that William nudged the pitch control by accident and discovered that it made a fun and interesting noise. And like a toddler, he went kept going back to it. You can make a normal song sound wonky by changing the context by which you listen to it. <laughs> mm. I've been fiddling around with it for ages and I left it for about a minute and a half and the song just sounded wrong. <laughs> Jeez Louise. Good. Sorry, I get distracted by these things. Um, and um, and <laughs> Speaking of uh, distractions and fun discoveries, Simon. Certainly, sir. Um... Yeah, actually, I might have just been doing that because I am feeling a bit wonky. Because eagle-eared listeners will be aware that I've been feeling a little bit wonky for the past few days, um, weeks, whatever. Ill and confused and feverish and bizarre. And um, in the style of a person who is feeling ill and confused and feverish and bizarre, yeah. um, I thought, well, the thing to do here is probably do some research and try and work out why I'm feeling ill and confused and feverish and bizarre. Oh, good. What source did you use, Will? I used the internet. Oh, dear. The internet. <laughs> oh, dear. Actually, Simon, I think you'll find I used the internet correctly. Mm. Mm. Because um, I thought, well, the thing to make a start on here yep. is um, probably searching out why is it always gets me and man flu. <laughs> right, okay. Is man flu a real thing? Is that, is that sort of where you, where you ended up I through thought your I'd searching? I start by having a look to see whether man flu was a real thing. Okay. Pretty much immediately discovered... Yes. Yes, it is. Really, sir? Man flu is kind of arguably a real thing, in a sense. <laughs> right, okay. Um, man flu is a real thing. Yep. It's very much to do with m manliness. Testosterone and the like. Yeah. Are you familiar with this? I'm familiar with testosterone. Oh, right, okay. So Certainly. the dealio is... That, um, in ancient hunter-gatherer culture type things, well, yes. this is, it's theorised, because testosterone... Yes. ...massively decreases the strength of the immune system. Okay. Okay. The theory being that ancient hunter-gatherer types... Yeah. Um, if you get, like, a like, like a cut or a scratch or something, mm -hmm. you don't need a massive immune response to it, because that would interfere with the ability to operate that arm or leg which had been cut or scratched. Okay. Okay? Yeah, I think I'm with you. So, like, there's a there's a... There's an evolutionary reason mm -hmm. why you'd get man flu. Okay. Because you don't want to be brought down by a cut or a scratch. Okay. Yes. Problem is... Yeah. Now, I'm making way more sense explaining this now than I did earlier, listeners, in the week. Yeah. When I was stumbling around work, desperately trying to stay awake and not crying or roaring or attacking things. <laughs> Hunter-gatherer style. Hunter-gatherer <laughs> style. Yeah. And also, for some reason, having read this piece of information about two o'clock in the morning the previous night because I couldn't sleep, it was very much lodged in my um, my prefrontal cortex. Mm. Yeah, so I was telling everybody. <laughs> Bing bong! <laughs> Welcome to Sainsbury's Anchorage Farm. This is a customer and colleague announcement. Man flu is actually a real thing, and it's caused by an excess of testosterone, which just makes the uh, immune system not work properly. So I've got that. And the problem is, if you say, so I've got that, it basically means you're walking around going, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Man. Yeah, man. A bit snotty and confused. Man. <laughs> man. But in an ideal place to take down a boar. Yes, but, well, not at that very moment. I could probably take down a wild pig. Yeah, certainly. But not a full boar. No. Yeah. Fall on it. Yeah, well, I could probably fall on it, or I could bewilder it. <laughs> yeah, confuse it. Yeah, I'd confuse it. I'd run rings around it psychologically. <laughs> Until it gave up, yeah. and you ate it.
been saying we were already dead. Why? Why are you doing? Who are you? Oh, for goodness sake! What's going on? Imaginary Tony's Maximum Fun Fair is coming to Hewish Champflower on the 25th, with crowds of up to 350,000 people expected to attend over the three days. Visitors will be delighted to see the return of the rides, the weather forecasters lament, and shoot a gun at the goat, alongside new attractions, poke a stick at the big man, and do up your shoelaces. And Tuesday will see the return of the Brompton Ralph Memorial Bench Festival. Bromptonian Ralphalites will be gathering in a quaint display of attempting to remember everything that's ever happened to them before committing these memories to plaque. Take the weight off your feet after a long walk on My Twelfth Birthday or catch a late night al fresco snooze on Marrying Below My Station. An enormous fabric man will be looming over the ten parishes next week in scenes not entirely dissimilar to the Ted Hughes novel The Iron Man. The fabric man, who is 85% lamb's wool, is expected to land on, in Storley on Tuesday and march around the ten parishes solving crimes, delivering milk and comforting bully children. He will then shrink following a rainstorm before building a career as a chiropodist. Uh, and Wednesday evening is pub. <laughs> you're only just halfway through the week and you've stopped caring. You will be making your way to pub in an attempt to quell a nagging suspicion that you're ignoring the larger issues in your life by making rash purchases and avoiding any attempt at answering difficult questions. Pub will continue until you have forgotten what the questions even were. Pub is open to all members of the ten parishes because we don't live in a nanny state and I was drinking at their age. <laughs> well, good news. Uh, blue is the colour in Ash Brittle next week as it's finally legalised in the village after centuries of campaigning. The colour was originally expelled from the area in 792 AD by Charlemagne and has been absent ever since. Villagers will gather in the centre of the village to celebrate on Wednesday afternoon before the ceremonial burning of the overhead orange tarpaulin that has been covering up the sky for the past 1200 years. The resulting fire will decimate the village within minutes. Well played, Charlemagne. Well played. Double D, double die. And well, it's been ten years already, and so over the next fortnight, the ten parishes will be subject to the decadely cross-breed. Long-term residents of the ten parishes will be familiar with the process, but to all newcomers to the area, you will be receiving a letter stating your chosen cross-breed, the time and place <laughs> of your appointment, and a voucher for 10% off Nando's. The aim is to achieve 65% genetic variation this time, as 2006's attempt resulted in a severe overpopulation crisis in Preston Bowyer. <laughs> well, my goodness, ladies and gentlemen, those are the events in the next fortnight, and I, for one, am really looking forward to them, with all the relish I can muster. That's a lot of relish you've got going on there, boy. Oh, yeah, I'm mustering it as we speak. Mm, geared up for the crossbreed. Um, Simon, go away. Thank you. You know one of my like catchphrases. Um, I just demonstrated one of them just there. Simon. Yeah, yeah. That's one of my catchphrases. Sure. And there's a few others. I mean, you've got quite a few, haven't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've yeah. got so that's all good then. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And uh, shut up, Will. That's another one there. Do you remember the inception of any of them? Obviously, shut up, Will was just you know <laughs> that was built the first, in there. That's the first thing I said. Yeah. <laughs> That was my first words. Wow. I shouted, shut up, Will, at the top of my voice. And, and the this folks was before, went, you, this was before you were around. Yeah. And they thought, well, we'd better get on with it. 
and yep. uh, then they uh, hunkered down uh, for some hot love making and uh, nine months later out popped you uh, they called you Will and uh, thus the prophecy came true wow I, I, <laughs> the, the prophecy <laughs> shut up Will it's quite the prophecy there Simon thank you drawn in ancient stones anyway what do you want about well mainly I realised that most of my catchphrases catchphrases mottos what have you yeah that I try to use in day to day life in work sure I've got very bored of them so I thought <laughs> join the club sir uh, listeners at home Simon just nodded at me raised eyebrows um <laughs> Sorry, carry on. So far, I've come up with two alternative new ones. <laughs> That's what this link is, is it? <laughs> what? This is genuinely a thing that I was experimenting with at work. Go Once on. again, <laughs> ill and confused. What's your new catchphrase? <laughs> One of them is for when people are complaining, and I've been getting a lot of use out of this. Sure. When people are whinging about things, yep. I've really taken a shine to. Well, you might not live to see it. <laughs> <laughs> so much the studio audience go bananas. <laughs> so you, might, <laughs> you might not ever see it. T-shirts. <laughs> not live to see. <laughs> Come on, what's your next catchphrase? <laughs> what's Mr. Chips been up to? Come on. <laughs> I would love to see Mr. Chips attempt this one. It's not really a catchphrase, but it's just a. Come on. It's just a couple of words that I keep trying to find ways to fit into a sentence. What is it? It's just the words violent grudge. <laughs> Good. Because it works quite well. You could just... There's something pleasant about it. I like the way that it reaches a crescendo at violent. Violent grudge. Violent grudge. Violent grudge. She sounds like a, a Dickens character. A violent grudge. <laughs> I'm imagine, I imagine she'll probably be the damsel in distress. This <laughs> Certainly, sir. Yeah, violent grudge. Yeah. That's probably what to rely on. What a lovely tale. Yeah. Well, you're not... So, so, so listeners, well, I'm going to guess for the next hour is uh, listen out for uh, Will's violent grudge. Yeah. And uh, what was the other one? Uh, you might not live to see it. <laughs> and you Woo! earn three points for each one. And if you collect enough points, then you win a car. <laughs> hey, life, I am still here. Can we get this job together? Now, William. Now, Simon. Uh, if you remember on the last show, uh, we um, tackled the thorny subject of Mother's Day. And it was a thorny subject. It is a wasn't thorny it? subject, and so, still remains. Well, it, it be, certainly became thornier after our wee discussion about it. Mm. Uh, of course, now um, if you remember from the last show, uh, we um, we talked about mother. Yep. Uh, and it, it, it we, with the best of intentions, we went in there determined to uh, went into the thing determined to uh, give uh, talk about mum in glowing terms. Oh yeah, and I did. Uh, well, uh, I I maybe fell foul. I, I couldn't think of anything off the top of my head that um that was. That, anyway, I don't want to get bogged down on it again. Uh, you and, said, you uh, said some unsavoury. I things. said some unsavoury things. Now, uh, mother wasn't listening live, um, but um it, it it made it into the podcast, and she uh, yeah. she as I understand, she went to have a nice relaxing bath. Yeah, listened to the podcast. Her two sons, and, two other sons, uh, and yeah, out came the most um unbelievable vitriol. And yeah. uh, I don't think it led to a particularly 
satisfying uh, bath. No, I mean she does bear you a violent grudge. <laughs> ah, ding. So um, that's that's a real shame. Uh, mother uh, came round um, to our house for uh, Mothering Sunday lunch, and it was lovely. The in-laws, the outlaws, and uh, and um, but there was this funk hanging yeah. over the table. Yeah, like the rest of the Terry Funk. Yeah. About to perform an elbow drop of um, motherly vengeance. Certainly, sir. And, uh, but um, but I, I, I got chatting with my father-in-law afterwards, and I explained the situation, why, you know, why there was this um, hateful uh, uh, environment in the, in the house. Yeah. And, uh, and Paul said, um, and Paul and I were talking about it, and we came to the conclusion that the reason why I couldn't think of, uh, the only thing I could think of were bad things was because those bad things stood out, sir. The majority of the time, all the time, was just an unbroken period of great happiness. Really? With just an occasional trough right. of intense... Is that really how you remember that? Anguish. Right. Yeah. Okay. So, so Mum, basically, okay. what happened on the last show was an amazingly positive experience. The only thing I could remember was a negative. Ergo, the rest of the time was brilliant. Or just normal. So, um, so, right. so basically, Mum, um, that's kind of what I'm driving at there. Um, that right? Okay. I don't. Does that really necessarily tally? Well, it does, sir. Oh, oh okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's the thing. It does. Well, you really shut that potential. Yeah. Like, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna make, uh, I'm gonna make up for it even further than I clearly already have. Um, because have. I, there was, a, there was, I have got a, a, a memory that uh, that was locked away in the bank from from primary school, sir. Aww. And I remember being picked up by mother at the end of the uh, the scholarly day, and uh, I remember thinking to myself, I've got the prettiest mum in the schoolyard, and I was very proud of it. I could walk up to the prettiest mum in the schoolyard, and I, I remember thinking that, and I was thinking because she looks like Kate Bush. <laughs> so there you are, mother. Happy Mother's Day. Yep, 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 yep. That should quell her... A violent grudge. Violent grudge, thank you. A violent grudge. See, I just... Violent grudge. Um, yeah, no, so speaking of violent grudges, as we Ding. all know... The, we all know the workplace, um, well, I'm trying to fit my new uh, slogan, motto, sure. catchphrase into, yep. um, it can be a tempestuous place. Oh, and how. You know, you're working within a team, but sometimes that team fragments a little bit, doesn't it? Oh. It fragments all over the place. Shards and ashes. Nothing like, you know, it's all over the place. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, people yeah. just get miserable. Yeah. And then when people are miserable, they don't do as much work. And then the work piles up, doesn't it? Yes, and it, it, it makes people more miserable. It does indeed, Simon. Yes. And I was explaining this the other day to a, a fairly simple colleague of mine um, who, you know, was getting a bit down about the whole situation. Maybe some people aren't getting along, the work's piling up. We, we've literally talked about this in the last minute. Yes. And I said, we just need to cheer up, you know? Maybe we just need to forgive and forget for things that have happened in the past, you know, and just, just get along with a smile, you know? Mm. You start smiling, after a while, your brain catches up with what your old face is doing, isn't it? You know? Oh, this is incredible management. We're all better bounded, but, you know, bonded together with, with, with these, um, with that kind of attitude, aren't we? Oh, and how, William? Yes. Yeah? Yes, and, and she went. That's right. You know, you're you're right. Will we just we just try and be happy and hope that everyone else picks up on the happiness. And uh, I said, yeah. And I picked up some clothes to return and turned to her, 
and said, and it was a joke that I was aware of, strength through joy. Because <laughs> it amused me to suddenly say that because it was kind of a punchline to something that was upbeat and meant to massively undermine it. Yeah, yeah. The issue with using, say, making that kind of a joke mm-hmm. and, um, you know, frankly, people have quoted uh, that bunch you know, without it being a joke. Mm. Yeah, I think, if I recall correctly, Aladdin just resigned as work and pension secretary. Um, well, he certainly said work sets you free, didn't he? He certainly did, you see. Yeah. <laughs> in quite a sincere manner. Yeah. You see, the problem is, though, after I put all this clothing that I just picked up back, mm-hmm. she was busy explaining to another colleague of mine, one who's perhaps <laughs> slightly older and slightly better educated, <laughs> the will said we should all just try and get along. Strength through joy. <laughs> well, he was quite a motivational speaker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, wow. yeah. I, I, I didn't say anything. I'm not certain it was a, was necessarily the right response, but it kind of carried on amusing me. <laughs> Everything is either fun or funny, and sometimes they can be both. <laughs> I, I, I've got something genuinely appalling running around my head that wants to come out of my mouth but I can't say it you really can't no I'll tell you off air no okay right <laughs> in the meantime this is being mooted as a that's being mooted as a this next song I'm going to play is being mooted as a potential replacement to the theme tune of Newsnight mooted as a mooted as a mooted as a mooted as a this one's being mooted as a that's being mooted as a it's been mooted as a potential replacement to the theme tune to, um, to Blue Peter allegedly 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 well, listeners, uh, it has been confirmed that what, what I was thinking about uh, can't be said on air. Um, the following piece of music you'll be interested to know, uh, just to switch the mood up a little bit, has uh, been mooted, William, oh. as a, a potential replacement to oh. none other than the National Flipping Anthem. Really? Yes, well, this sir. is probably going to be fairly bombastic. Well, let's, shall we find out? Mm-hmm. End of the song. End of the song. End that was song. not messing around with the pitch function there. No, no, no. That was actual actual music. Was that actual um, music. Now, William, uh, I've got all sorts of plans, of course, for the next few weeks. Um, certainly, my life's a rich tapestry of uh, fun emoticons. Um, it is and, much uh, like the Bayou Tapestry. Yes, uh, <laughs> yes. My life is very much like the Bayou Tapestry. Ah, um, but I. But not everybody's is, William. And I'm some Harold. people will. Uh, some people will find themselves sat in front of the goggle box. But anyway, the, my point is that who's going to tell them what's on the television? Oh, Tom. Well, I know. Is Tom going to tell them? No, I, no, shut up, William. Shut up, Will. <laughs> I bear thee much a violent crush. You're getting more used to shut up, Will, than I have violent crush. <laughs> shut up, Will. Uh, we're going to, uh, we're, listeners, we're going to tell you what's on the telly. singing an alarm clock ringing and a postman whistling what's the time Mr. Wolf TV time
On Saturday at 7pm on BBC Two, Moira Stewart hosts a new series of Are You a Better Brain Surgeon Than a Ten-Year-Old? where teams of children compete against their parents to see who can perform the best neurological operations on stray dogs. And Tuesday on BBBBBBC Pie is Monster Night. Phil Jupitus will be running an actual gambling evening featuring live fights between Mothra, King Kong, Ghidorah, Nessie and fan favourite Gojira. Jules Holland is back next Friday for the new series of Later, on at the earlier time of 6.15. The first broadcast includes performances from Monty the Racist, Wilson's Lament and the Buggered Swans. And every night at nine on Chanel number no. fine for this week will be the award-winning Swedish murder suspense serial He Has Gone and Murdered My Ocelot. Stay tuned for the exciting conclusion when it turns out that it's all a dream. ITV2's controversial show Dad's Army is back on our screens on Tuesday night where once again every father in the country will be kidnapped by Darren Brown and sent off to wage war on Lithuania. The contestants will be marched across Europe given basic ammunition training and be told to be careful. Host Philip Schofield is sure that this series will finally produce a winner after the unfortunately low survival rates in previous years. And on Thursday at 9, Tony and Gary will be back. After two decades, the boys are back for a new series of Men Behaving Badly. And it's looking an awful lot like they've not developed as human beings in the intervening time. Not recommended for viewers of a despairing disposition. And ladies and gentlemen, that's your TV entertainments for the next fortnight. signs are an important part of who we are, but astrology is so much more than personality traits. The constant motion of the planets affects our lives in the boardroom, the bedroom, and everywhere in between. From Saint Augustine to Russell Grant, many have tried to harness the awesome power of the zodiac, but one man stands tall above all others and will guide you through the mystical world of this most astronomical of phenomena. Welcome to Horoscopia. Aries. More than half a century after being influential on their formation, you will suddenly realize that that isn't how you spell Beatles. A hurried phone call to Ringo will suggest that he's moved house at some point in the intervening time. Taurus. Upon opening your eyes on Tuesday, you will immediately wish that you had not. You had definitely not been planning on caving into societal pressures this Tuesday. Nonetheless, there they go. Eyelids. The sheeple of the face. Gemini. A fraught Thursday will contain a lot of increasingly panicked questions. Actually, just one question in an increasingly panicked tone. You don't know why you're doing this. 
but it seems to be all the rage to ask you. Cancer. An attempt to inveigle yourself into Glaswegian culture will see your enthusiasm spurned as a furious brigade of Scotch men force you into the mouthpiece of your Poundland bagpeeps. Leo. The application of heat and pressure to carbon causes actual diamonds to form from pure carbon. In many respects, you will rue the fact that there are other elements in your hand, as an arm wrestle against a fire golem will cause no positive consequence. Virgo! You are not an electrician. Virgos who are working as electricians should especially take notice. You are not to be trusted with electrons. You are certainly not to be trusted with the electrons pertinent to an intensive care unit. Libra. Throughout all the week, a single quote will ring through your internal monologue. Who will help the widow's son? Not the Illuminati, Grandmaster. Those jerks aren't the go-to guys as far as widow's sons go. Scorpio. Your confidence will fail you on Friday. It is insane. But unfortunately, your inherent ability will not shine through a calamitous descent in self-belief. Concordantly, you will find yourself asking, Why hast thou forsaken me? Whilst being offered vinegar on a sponge that had only seconds before been Vimpto. Sagittarius. In many respects, to disintegrate yourself is the process of being reduced to your constituent parts. Actually, the process of your disintegration will contain more elements of regret than you originally contained, lending credence to the alternative of Tate and Lyle's slogan. Capricorn. This Wednesday, you will inject an air of jollity into proceedings by releasing a plethora of party poppers into the glorious March sunshine. There is a mitigating factor of circumstance, but surely the rest of these whole Isis geezers will understand your exuberance. Aquarius. Your motto this week will be Respire to Inspire. It's not that catchy, and will puzzle even you as you ponder whether you were respiring before it was your motto. Nonetheless, it will be your motto, and you will spend not less than 60 hours muttering it. Pisces, you have been giving a lot of thought to whether or not you feel things as other people do. They seem so malleable to new influences on their life. 
so prone to tears, laughter, blood. In fact, they mainly seem to skip laughter in your experience. Just a bunch of skin bags full of tears and blood. Maybe it's your unique personality. Just don't ever never say die. Wow, good stuff. Yeah, good stuff. Uh, now, um, a good song up until that. <laughs> Speaking of good stuff, Will. <laughs> Hello, Ten Radio. That's right. Um, I had an unfortunate incident in the week. Oh dear! Did Dumbledore die? <laughs> he did. He did. Unfortunately, <laughs> shot himself. <laughs> it was most unseemly. Most <laughs> out of character. <laughs> no sir far worse than that uh, I was drinking a fizzy drink at my computer desk oh and, sorry, uh, that's dangerous I don't know about you Will but uh, I'm a uh, I'm a bearded man and uh, I literally don't know about you it could just be a no, yeah, coal so. mark, mark. <laughs> anyway, anyway um, I was drinking a can of fizzy pop at my desk and uh, I, I had the can up to my mouth you know as is tradition and uh, I pulled it away, and but but a bit of my moustache got caught in the uh, in the ring pool. Ooh. Does that ever happen to you? Oh, quite a lot, especially with Red Bull cans. Sure, sure. Well, mm. any cans really. And I um, What's that with Red I Bull? went to uh, I went to sort of put it away. Oh no, that's stuck. That's stuck. This hurts. So I did the sensible thing and just sort of you know like when you're ripping off a plaster, yank, yank it. it off really quickly. Yeah, yeah. Fine. The can was quite full, and uh, the um, the coke spilt. Onto onto my keyboard. Oh no! Yes, sir. So uh, unfortunate. Uh, now, um, the um, the my colleagues heard the commotion, and uh, in the office with me was uh, my manager's sister, who comes in for a couple of days a week, and uh, my manager's daughter, who's who's with us full time. So they're they're in they're, so a sort of a, a niece and and uh, an auntie situation over the other side of the office, and they said, "What's up?" And I couldn't really get my words right because I was in quite a lot of pain and sort of a bit confused by the situation yeah uh, and I um, said that um, that I was um, just having a drink and um, then I, I a, a load of um, sticky liquid has just shot all over my keyboard <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> yeah, oh dear oh Simon yeah yeah. and now you wonder why I was saying to you earlier I've got an anecdote that I'm not sure I can say right at the beginning of the show I'm kind of amazed that you decided to incorporate the uh, turn of phrase, you yanked it off. <laughs> so anyway, there was much, it was greeted with a lot of silence whilst I got the tissues out and mopped up. Mop, mop. <laughs> and, uh, until I realised what I'd said. And then I wasn't quite sure whether or not, you know, that's the that situation where, subject exactly, do you raise it or do you, do you sort of like just assume that everybody has gone down that train of thought or uh, or, or, do, or do you or do you say no 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 I didn't mean uh, but I meant uh, da, uh, yeah. Yeah, so um, uh, the coke yeah you just lift up hang on you just show them the can can yeah precisely with both hands <laughs> <laughs> I wish you were there Will to guide me through the the, uh, the pitfalls of, of, of fizzy confectionery in Simon, you say that, yeah. But for a start, it already sounds like there's enough nepotism going on. In this business. 
And secondly, I think it would have been even worse if I'd suddenly kicked down the door and said, Simon, I can help you in this situation. (laughs) (laughs) They think you're talking about one thing and I will show them the can. Where's the can? (laughs) So I would reply, shut up, Will. (laughs) And they would bear me a violent grudge. Ding! That's four. Imagine, imagine if you just tuned into this. <laughs> A violent grudge. <laughs> And speaking of no big hair, <laughs> I can see two wonderful looking men outside. I mean, they are wonderful. Wonderful looking, looking the torsos rippling away, uh, <laughs> and uh, exciting hand gestures. Yes, in the uh, in the uh, in the holding chamber. Not, 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 not insulting ones. It must be. No, said. no, no. no very nothing positive. but respect for fellow broadcasters. That's right. And I tell you for why, listeners. Um, because guess who's outside? That's right. Uh oh. Oh no. It's the Barmins. Yes. Pillars of the community. Look at them there. A great bunch of guys. What a team. Uh, so, listeners, that was Sorry Not in Service. Uh, a controversial Sorry Not in Service, no less. That was a controversial. What just happened? That wasn't that controversial, sir. We don't talk about it. But that was the. Why don't we talk about it? Because it's secret, sir. And I tell you what, what isn't secret, Will. What isn't secret, Simon? <laughs> it's what we've learned this evening. <laughs> is that? Should we tell the listeners? Is that for public consumption? It is for public consumption. Ergo, what's just about to happen any minute now? Woo-hoo! Yeah. So let's find out what we've learned. Will can be booked for gardening and total mental meltdown services. And Simon's chemical supplier got a shock at the the size of Simon's chemical supplier. (laughs) Dr. Internet has convinced Will that he is snotty enough to take down a pig. (laughs) And Simon had to go right back to primary school to find something positive to say about Mum. Will makes noises similar to Ian Duncan Smith making noises similar to the Nazi war machine. And Ian Duncan Smith has resigned, and he's clearly up to something. And of course, the best thing to do is to bravely yank it off before fetching the tissues. That was, uh, that's been Sorry Not In Service. That was Sorry Not In Service. And uh, there'll be a podcast up uh, over the weekend. Yeah, they will. The Varmints are on next, as they always are. As invariably. Uh, no, but invariably. Yeah. And uh, we'll be back in a fortnight, won't we, Will? Yeah, we will be back in a fortnight, or a week, as you seem to think it's referred to. Closing the show. We hope you've learnt your lesson. Well, my goodness. Great googly moogly, clean as a die. That's right. Smooth as a board. (laughs) Right angles. 
Woof, woof, right <laughs> angles. Woofers wicks. That's one of my new catchphrases, ladies and gentlemen. Woof, right angles. Woof, right angles. So I look, look, I look forward to seeing that on your t-shirts and torsos. Uh, that was uh, that was very much the podcast, listeners. And uh, we're now off to find our way home um, Ooh, uh, via uh, unconventional methods. That's right, because of course the desperate cess hole that is Preston Bowyer. It's closed. Oh, it's closed for purging. <laughs> Sorry. No, no, it's fine. Just keep going. This is this is basically this is behind the scenes. All right. Okay. Fine. Yeah. So we're done now. Goodbye. Give me a minute. Go. I like that one. I think that's that one. That one gets across our personalities best. <laughs> <laughs>